for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Sir Harrelson joining us for day five. Yep, I had to look at the calendar. We're day five of the 25 Days of Christmas podcast series that we're doing, and I'm really excited to have Sarah back on. It's uh, It's been a little over a year. I think it was the pan can last year we had you on, and uh, how are things going? It's good. I'm glad to be back on here again. Um, I think for the third time with you. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of amazing how uh, just yeah, how long I've been doing this and how little repeats I actually have on the podcast. Like I've been be six and a half years, and it's like you're there's only been like a handful of people that have been on more than twice, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, so really excited to have you on and chat a little bit and uh, get you just dropped a, a new single, uh, Snow Globe, which is an amazing song. And uh, we'll jump into chatting about that. But how's uh, how's everything going in your world? It's been good. I feel like it's been crazy in this year's just flown by. Um, but besides releasing my new Christmas single, I've just been busy um recording recording my own music uh, for the new year recording music for other people so definitely just getting things wrapped up for this last month right right i feel that um and so just kind of jumping right into snow globe this is the third year in a row you've released a christmas song or is it yes. fourth year yes my first christmas song was in 2020 which was frosty yeah. and then last year I released my own version of Silent Night, and uh, and then this year was the original Snow Globe. So yeah, third one. Nice. How's the uh, how's has this kind of gone the way you wanted to? Are you looking to continue doing like original cover, original cover, or do you hope? Yeah. Yeah, I I love Christmas music, and I feel like in the past it's been hard for me to write my own original Christmas music just because I feel like a lot has already been done in the Christmas and holiday genre. So it can be hard to come up with um, new and and fresh uh, content for Christmas songs. But I feel like I've uh, been able to come up with uh, more Christmas ideas lately. And I definitely want to release a Christmas album at some point that would include my own original Christmas songs with a mix of my favorite Christmas songs as well. So people can definitely expect um, more holiday songs each year. Nice. That's awesome. I'm starting to see a lot of independent musicians kind of fall into that, uh, that, that pattern where they're like releasing a song a year with the intent of whether it's an EP or an LP, you know, it's, a they're, they're kind of using it every year as a single. And then eventually, whether it's next year or the year after, they'll release an EP or an LP, which is kind of cool. Cause I've had this conversation several times where it's like, 
every like there's a lot of different stances musicians take on christmas music because it's like oh well i don't like writing my own christmas music because it's only good for two months of the year and then i got to come out with another one and it's like yeah not really but i i see the argument there but what they don't understand is that christmas music it regenerates every year and it doesn't die off as quickly as a regular yes. song yeah absolutely so. christmas music is timeless like people might only listen to that song for two months of the year but mm-hmm. guaranteed they'll come back next year and listen to it on their holiday playlist so it's definitely great in the sense where people people are always going to come back for it year after year and then mm. you can use it in other stuff like christmas movies and and sync so mm-hmm. yeah it's always absolutely. a good idea to put out holiday music yeah, absolutely. So Snow Globe, it's uh, the uh, new single. It's been out for a couple of weeks. At the, how, when did you release uh, Snow Globe? Uh, December 2nd. So two days ago, it came out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. A couple of days that I don't know why I thought it came out a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> that's, uh, so it came out a couple of days ago. What's kind of going through your mind right now that it's out and out there for everyone to listen? Yeah, this is... Um kind of a different kind of holiday song uh for people and and for me and i know when i released frosty that was kind of a different kind of holiday song too Mm -hmm. so i like kind of writing something that's out of the ordinary and snow globe is about you know people who maybe don't look forward to the holidays or they get a little bit anxious about maybe spending time with family during the holidays and anxious about the conversations like oh i have to tell my family who i'm dating this year or about work and you know just and what gifts am i gonna get everyone you know holidays are great but they can they can be a lot too so this is just this concept of this song is just kind of putting yourself in the mindset of okay i'm gonna ground myself and just kind of picture what would it be like to spend christmas in a snow globe where everything's perfect so it's just kind of a calming song when you need to calm yourself down from all the anxiety of the holidays and just pretend like you're in a snow globe because i'm sure a lot of us have done that before oh 100 percent, 100 percent um So you kind of went over what the uh, song was about. How long have you uh, been work, or how long has Snow Globe kind of been in your back pocket? How long have you been working on it? So I wrote that in 2021 uh, with my co-writer James Tristan Redding. Uh, he was hosting a songwriters retreat in Nashville, and I just said, "Hey, I have this idea called Snow Globe for a Christmas song, but I'm not really sure like which angle to." Hmm to take it and we just started talking about how like both of us like it's just a lot with the with family during the holidays and it's something we kind of like reached that concept just by talking about how holidays can be a lot and then uh and then we wrote snow globe and then i recorded it uh this year oh awesome and you were you record it in nashville i did yes yeah, gotcha. Awesome. Um, so when it comes to writing Christmas music, do you take a different approach to it when you're in comparison to like when you're writing any other songs or is it all pretty much the same approach? I feel like with holiday songs, it's a little bit of a different 
approach because you want to incorporate, you know, those Christmas elements. Um, and you kind of want the song to be a little bit more corny, I guess, because there's, you know, the Christmas songs have the, a little bit of that corny appeal, which is why we love it so much. So, and compared to other songs, usually don't want them to be corny. So just kind of having that like cheerful element, making sure those little Christmas elements are in there without uh, copying other Christmas songs too much. And then uh, of course you want it to sound like a Christmas song too. So just being like careful about like the melody and what chords you're using. Yeah. Do do you find, um, find it a little bit, more creatively freeing to write Christmas music because you can kind of step outside your comfort zone and just experiment with different sounds that you wouldn't normally get to play with? Yeah. Uh, especially playing with melodies, it's very, mm-hmm. uh, you can be very creative because I feel like a lot of Christmas songs have a lot of uh, jazz incorporated or jazz chords. So I can use melodies or chords that I wouldn't normally use in country music for Christmas music. So um, it can be fun, but it can also be challenging too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Snow Globe, it's out now for everyone to listen to. It's up on Spotify, all the uh, standard places. Uh, Are you looking at the possibility of doing like a music video or any kind of a visual lyric Lyric video, I guess, is the word I want want to use. I am. So I am planning on working on a music video for it. And uh, people can expect to find it a little bit closer to Christmas. I wanted people to wait a little bit closer to Christmas to get that extra little gift. Um, But I'm really excited for people to see the video because... You can only imagine what it's going to be like if the song's about actual living in a snow yeah. globe. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see it because I you released a music video for "Put a Rock on This Rolling Stone," I believe, correct? Yes, that was in yeah. uh, that was in twenty twenty. Okay, gotcha. Was that the last music video you did, or was there one in between that and now? No, I've done a few videos in between. My last one uh, was my music video for Purple Potion, okay. which I released uh, in October, right before Halloween. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I know you've done a lot. You've done a lot of like acoustic performance videos, which is primarily a lot of what I've seen. Um, yes. And then I remember seeing the music video for "Put a Rock on This Rolling Stone" because I think that was the first time we had you on the podcast. I think that time frame lines up yeah yeah in between i've had some lyric videos some Mm. acoustic performances like you said and then Mm. purple potion uh which is all up on my youtube page gotcha gotcha so since it is the christmas season what are your uh christmas plans this year uh this year i am going back home to knoxville where i'm from to spend it with my family um, we usually never get snow during Christmas in Tennessee, so we just pretend that it's snowing. <laughs> Even in Knoxville? Yeah, I mean, I remember there's been a lot of, like, warm Christmases, mm. sometimes rainy, sometimes cold. Maybe if you're, like, up in the mountains in Gatlinburg, you might get a little snow. But, 
Yeah, I think um, maybe two years ago in Nashville, it, it snowed, like flurried a little bit yeah. uh, during Christmas. And that was probably my first snowy Christmas. Gotcha, gotcha. So you, Tennessee is kind of like Texas and a lot of the southern states where the snow doesn't really come until January, February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. That's always... And it's not even always snow. It's more ice than anything, which is... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So That uh, could be a Christmas song as well. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that I could just imagine. Um, so you're going back to Knoxville. What's a uh, fond memory of Christmas back in Knoxville? Always just like like baking sugar cookies with my mom, decorating for Christmas, uh, hanging up the stockings. And then when I was little, we would always put out like a little treat for Santa, you know, the night before. Yeah. And we would be allowed to open like one present on Christmas Eve. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's um, so for um for snow, let's kind of, I want to kind of transition back to snow globe a little bit. Um, what, what's the, uh, do you take a different, uh, promotional strategy when it comes to, uh, promoting Christmas music or do you stay pretty consistent across the board? It's pretty consistent with my other singles as far as promotion and getting people to pre-save the songs uh it's a little bit different when it comes to playlisting because i'm trying mm. to get my song on different christmas and holiday playlist mm -hmm. um so that's where it's like a little bit different um but but yeah for the most part it's just the same it's just making it um kind of like the holiday version yeah. of it gotcha gotcha and do you do you find yourself hitting it a little bit harder for radio because I, I had a, the guy that I had on the podcast yesterday, he he had made a comment about how he hits the radio a little bit harder during November and December with his Christmas music than he would normally for um, uh, like his normal releases, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you're doing your normal releases with radio, you kind of have to push harder to get it played. Whereas with Christmas music, I think radio is more willing to spin your Christmas song because they're always looking to play yeah. new holiday music on their stations and they'll yeah. keep it in rotation every year. It's mm -hmm. not something that's going to fade away on radio like other music. So it's definitely important for uh, Christmas music to get radio airplay and uh, even for pitching uh, for sync to get your song into mm -hmm. uh TV and movies, um, it's important to push uh, Christmas music for that too, because it might be easier to get picked up than some of your other songs. Yeah, for sure. It, so it's uh, I, I want to touch on two things here, but I'm going to try and try and remember the second thing as I ask or bring up this first thing. So it was funny. I brought up before we jumped on the podcast that I had a Christmas party yesterday, and as we're mm -hmm. kind of cleaning up and everything we'd kind of gotten to the point on my boss's playlist because everybody was kind of leaving and so it's like all right uh just turn up the music and we'll clean up and we'll get out of here and we started getting to the uh really deep cuts of like christmas music like we went through we were there for three hours and we were kind of 
going through a lot of like the traditional songs of like mm-hmm. the Christmas classics. And we got to the point on the playlist where it was like really deep cuts of, you know, just like Christmas covers. And my boss is like, Tom, you're doing a Christmas podcast thing. Start playing some of that music. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so yeah. I just start, I started adding it to her playlist and I was like, okay, now it's on your Christmas playlist forever. So yeah, that is, it was a, it was just really interesting because she had asked for like newer music and it's like right originals, not necessarily covers. So, yeah. So what are like some of the deep cuts that were on that list? And it was like, just like really generic covers of Santa Claus is coming to coming to town. Mm -hmm. It was like not the Jack, uh, the Jackson five version or Michael. Yeah. I think it was the Jackson five version that made it, uh, really famous. And it was just like really obscure covers of like Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer and stuff like that. And so sometimes that's the best though, is hearing an artist like fresh take on a, uh, on a old Christmas song. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So you brought up sync placement for uh, Christmas music. Is that something you've been exper- uh, experimenting with? Yeah. I've, uh, so as far as my Christmas songs, like Frosty is like a little bit of like a strange one to pitch. Um, so that's been kind of hard, but like ones like Snow Globe and Silent Night, I've been able to pitch that a little bit more. And as I record Christmas music, yeah. I can keep pitching those too but um especially things like hallmark movies and you know those kind of channels that are always making newer christmas movies every single year they're looking Mm -hmm. for new um either covers of christmas music or originals of christmas music to add to their movies so that's something i'm always trying to pitch and look out for to get some uh holiday sync placements yeah, for sure. It's a the the Hallmark movies are like and having talked to a few musicians that have made a good living doing the sync placements. Those mm-hmm. Hallmark movies, they they're just kind of out there and random. Yeah. And it's all it's always one of those things. Like I was, there was a Hallmark movie that I saw promoted a while back, and I was just like. I recognized the tune somewhere and I couldn't put my finger on where I'd recognized the tune. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to guess I got to go watch this movie and figure out where this tune was from. And I get to the credits and it's like, oh, so-and-so wrote this song. That's where I recognize this tune from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that don't usually watch Hallmark movies, but I saw a promo come up and I kind of recognized the guitar riff and I was like, all right, I got to figure out where this is from now. So, I know they do so many Hallmark Christmas movies each year that I feel like it's always the same like plot now or, you know, kind of cheesy, but we'd have our, you know, music in any day. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, kind of moving forward now that Snow Globe's out, you're working on the music video. Are you doing shows this season or are you, do you kind of slow down performance wise during Christmas? Yeah, I slowed down a little bit in the past month with shows just to record m- more music and get ready for the new year. But I do have a couple final shows uh, left for the year. Um, 
in between Christmas and New Year's. I think it's like on the 28th and 30th in Nashville, one at the Hutton Hotel and then uh, one at the new Embassy Suites uh, rooftop lounge downtown. So people can also always find my show dates on my website. Um, But yeah, I'm also gearing up for new shows in 2023 um, and I'll be posting those soon too. So I'm excited to just get back into it in the new year, play more shows and release, release uh, more music. Yeah, for sure. That's it's how, how's the, uh, how, how have the shows been in Nashville since the pandemic's kind of not been as pressing of an issue? Are they, are shows back in full force or they're more than there used to be or what's kind of your take on it? Yeah, it's definitely back in full force. Like if you asked me like 2020, be kind of like up and down but now it's like back to normal in nashville like nothing has ever happened or changed and sometimes it's kind of weird it's like wow this was this is just totally different from two years ago because now you'll just see people everywhere and even just going out to live shows now it'll be packed so it's good to see it like um back in full force again yeah for sure for sure it's it's weird how Nashville can just kind of rebound like that. And yeah, like even a year ago, just the fact that it doesn't seem like anything's happened, even though in the last two and a half years, all the things that have happened to Nashville from the pandemic hitting to the tornado hitting to the, to the, yeah. uh, what was it? The, the bombing. Like and sh- Christmas. The bombing. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Just like all the little things and the fact, the resiliency of Nashville to just kind of, Okay, let's let's recover from this, but let's keep moving forward. That's yeah. Even just tourism is just back in full force, and even crazier than a few years ago. So wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. So crazy. Um, so twenty twenty three, you've got more releases coming. Uh, are you hoping to release another album, or are you kind of just staying in the singles lane right now? Um. Yeah, I released my latest album, Whiskey History, this February. Um, But after I released Whiskey History, I was already starting on working on a new album. I just started having all these ideas for a new project um, and just started recording right after releasing Whiskey History. So I have a lot of new songs recorded. I'm working on some more. Um, So I'm planning on releasing a few more singles in the new year, but... um, I also have uh, an, another new album that's already almost done. So I'm just excited to share all this new music with everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's it's always great to hear that musicians are back or not back writing, but just like continually writing. They don't just kind of rest on a project and, you know, like, okay, I got this album out. Now it's time to just tour off this and wait two or three years where it's like, okay, I got this album out. Oh, wait, I've got the idea for the next one. Let's go. You know? Yeah, because even just recording one album, you know, that that takes a lot of time. You know, that can take about like a year. And in between, you're writing all these other songs and having inspiration for other stuff. So I feel like I'm constantly having ideas for new projects and songs. And so... I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where I'm done with the project. I'm like, okay, I need to like think about what the next one's going to be. I think I'm, I'm always like um, 
contemplating what's next. For sure. For sure. So to kind of change it up a little bit, um, we started playing this fun little game with everybody that comes on the podcast. It's called rapid fire randomness. It's a random question generator, except since it's the Christmas season, I'm going to take a little bit of creative liberties with these questions and try and transform them into a more holiday centric question. Okay. <laughs> so if you are ready, rapid fire randomness. All right. What Christmas movie do you think has the best potential for a sequel? Uh, this is a tough one. Cause I feel like a lot of them already have a sequel. I know Will Ferrell already shot, shot down the idea for an elf too. So I don't yeah. think that's ever going to happen. I don't know if it needs to happen. I really don't. Um, there's already a sequel to Die Hard, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> There's several secrets to or uh, sequels to Die Hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a Christmas movie that doesn't have a sequel. Um, the only one I can really think of is Elf, so maybe yeah. that'll be my answer. <laughs> For sure. Um, if you're personality was an alcoholic or a Christmas alcoholic beverage, what would it be? Hmm. Probably like, probably like something with cranberry. Cause I feel like that's Christmassy or actually no, it would probably be like a spiked eggnog drink. That would be it. Hmm. Nice. What is, what is something that you've always wanted or not what? Where is some place you've always wanted to spend Christmas, but haven't? Ooh. Obviously, I feel like since I don't don't really get a lot of snow here in the South, um, maybe somewhere where it's snowing, like Iceland or something. I think that would be a beautiful place to spend Christmas. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. What is one thing you look forward to? every year when going home for Christmas? Um, home, like homemade food. What is your fa What is your favorite story from Chris or what is your favorite story of a personal like thing that happened during Christmas? Uh, one story that I always remember is when I was probably like five years old Um and uh, we lived in Alabama, and of course, at that time, I believed in Santa and everything. And my mom went all out to making me believe that Santa came overnight. Uh, she knocked over the outside patio tables and chairs and put little like drops of chocolate everywhere to make it look like reindeers landed in our backyard and nice. put reindeer droppings everywhere. And I totally believed that uh, reindeer and Santa and his reindeer came through. <laughs> Chocolate reindeer drop. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She went all out. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, what was one of your favorite gifts that you got as a child or that you like remember the most? I think it would it's probably definitely something like 
musical because that's something that always meant the most to me probably when I got like a keyboard for Christmas um, so I could start writing my songs on a keyboard I think that was my favorite if you had to be best friends with one of Santa's reindeer who would it be I think definitely Rudolph (laughs) that's like the second time that question's come up and that's the second time somebody said Rudolph. That I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know who else. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and then final question: uh, If you haven't started writing it, what's the early predictions of the name for next year's Christmas release? Hmm, I'm adventurous and want to do another whole nother Christmas album at some point. So that's on my radar, but uh, I would love to do a cover of have yourself a merry little Christmas. Cause that's my favorite Christmas song. Fair. Awesome. So that's the fun little game rapid fire randomness. Nice. It took me a little bit more to kind of convert the questions to Christmas because the questions were really goofy. And so I'm like, Oh, Okay, that's where I'll, I'll ask this question. So, yeah, um, I like the Christmas edition. I wish they had like a a category for Christmas, so I could just like hit that category. And but it's not my app, so I can't design it. So we did a great job converting it <laughs> for sure. Um, so just a couple of my own random questions: What's your favorite Christmas movie? Probably um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Dig it. I dig it. I was yeah. just watching that the other day, and it's always a go-to every year. Yeah, always a classic. Uh, do you have a, uh, well, you kind of already answered this question, uh, favorite Christmas song? Yeah, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, for sure. Okay. Is there a specific version of it, though, that you prefer? There's so many good versions of it. Um, I don't know. I I like the original. I think I think Eva Cassidy maybe did a version of it uh, one time, which was really beautiful. Um, and then, of course, I love Michael Bublé's version of it yeah. too. Yeah. Michael Bublé has just kind of come this Christmas giant, just releasing hit after hit. Yeah, he's definitely Mr. Christmas. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, And then what's a final question? What's your uh, favorite Christmas cookie? I mean, I think it's just your classic sugar cookie. That's something I I love to do every Christmas is just make homemade sugar cookies with sprinkles and icing. So Nice. I dig it. That's I had some of those last night at the Christmas party. It's been a long time since I've had just like a basic frosted sugar cookie. Yeah. I was like, wow, you don't really have to overdo it. Like, this is perfect. A little bit of icing, a little bit of sprinkles or sugar or whatever it is. And bingo, you got yourself a nice little treat there. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Nope, not at all. But um, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. I've really enjoyed this. I'm glad... Glad we got a chance to catch up, and hopefully it won't be a year before we do this again. Um, yeah. Th- that's kind of what I've found out, been starting to find out over the last, like, six months is I wait too long to have people on the podcast, so then you kind of find yourself in that weird spot of, oh, wait, do people remember who they are? How much of them do, how much of their backstory do we have to go back over? Or, right. you know, or, <laughs> so, but um, it's always fun chatting with you, and hopefully 
when I come out to Nashville in March, I've already made this a decision. March, it's happening. Um, awesome. I will be out there for at least a good weekend. So <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, hopefully I'll get to catch a show or, you know, whatever, whatever's yeah. going on in March. I don't know what Nashville is like in March. I don't usually go in March. It's usually November, December, which is kind of a November, December, January when I go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, March, you never know what it's going to be like. It can be cold or warm or it's just like a toss up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so if anybody wants to check out your music or any pl- uh interact with you on social, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, you can find my website, sarahharrelson.com, which has all my shows and info. And then Instagram and all of that is at Sarah Harrelson. So you can find me there. And uh, my music's on all listening platforms under Sarah Harrelson. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. We have a doubleheader going on today, so we'll be back at 8 p.m. with another podcast. And other than that, Sarah, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will see you all here in a bit.